0: Welcome to Equipping the Persecuted Radio. Equipping the Persecuted Radio is sponsored by Equipping the Persecuted. Now, Equipping the Persecuted is a true boots-on-the-ground ministry, ministering mostly over in Nigeria with the great persecution that's happening over there. There are radical Muslims in the north, and they're coming down, trying to fulfill their cultural jihad, and actual jihad, and they're going in there persecuting Christians. Those who name the name of Jesus Christ, they're persecuting them, that they are doing attacks, they're burning villages, they are killing Christians. And equipping the persecuted steps in and goes and helps rebuild the village, of course, gives people the the, the needs that they have physically, rebuilds churches, all kinds of different things, but also, of course, always has an emphasis and a focus on the gospel of Jesus Christ, looking for true, life-changing transformation through the gospel of Jesus Christ. You can find out more about Equipping the Persecuted at www. .equippingthepersecuted.org Once again, that's equippingthepersecuted.org Currently, they're working on finishing up a school building that's just outside of an IDP camp. Now, an IDP camp is an eternally displaced persons camp, so after the Muslims come and attack uh, a village, basically all the people that are left, the survivors a lot of times, they, they get driven from their homes, and the Nigerian government just goes and puts a camp, maybe hundreds maybe ten miles, maybe hundreds of miles away from where their original village was, but they just put them there, just out in the middle of nowhere, but equipping the persecuted has come in, and for one of these camps, they have gone and started up a school there so that the children can get not only a good education, but a biblically-based education. They're also working on an orphanage for children whose parents have been martyred, whose parents have been killed for the name of Jesus Christ. Once again, you can find out more and you can donate at equippingthepersecuted.org. Once again, that's equippingthepersecuted.org. And we want to hear from you. We want you to tell us what you think of our radio show. So please email us over at equippingthepersecuted at gmail.com. Once again, that's equippingthepersecuted at gmail.com. Let us know what you think about our radio show and also. We want to know what you think about true success and how you can have true success in this life because that's what we're going to be talking about today is true success. You know, success is something that gets talked about all the time. You go into uh, an airport and you go by all of the... The stores that they have there, and they've got all these these books. I I really love to do it and just kind of read through the books. And they've got all these books on uh, on different kinds of success. You know, maybe they'll have dress for success or or five principles to success or or whatever it might be on success. People want to be successful. You know, nobody ever goes into an endeavor and says, you know, I'm going to see how badly I can fail at this. No, everybody says I want to go in and see how much I can succeed. What can I do? What can I accomplish? What can I Get done. And you know, the Bible. The Bible does actually tell us how to have true success, but, but there are many different ways that people think about uh, how to have success. Maybe they think, you know, can I, can I earn the most money or have the most friends or, or ha- have the most uh, popularity through the, the, the largest social media following, whether that's Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or whatever it is here these days that, that people are going and looking on and, and, and trying to gain followers. But the Bible actually gives a roadmap for true success. And of course, the true success is always by following Jesus Christ and fulfilling His will for your life. And it gives a roadmap for that. And I want to bring up a, a, a verse. And this verse was, was pointed out to me when I was in, I don't remember if it was when I was in elementary school or middle school, but it was well, it was when I was, was fairly young. And th- this verse has always stuck with me because... This verse is the only time that the word success is used in the King James. Now, I'm not I'm not King James only myself, but I do appreciate the King James, and, and in fact, I do carry around a King James Bible with me uh, everywhere I go. It's a pocket Bible, and it it fits nicely in my pocket. I've carried around one of these uh, these King James Bibles here. Um, basically, I don't know. Uh, I think it says 13 years old. In, in, in this whole idea, though, of success, it's only mentioned one time in the King James. Like I said, in other translations, it mentions it a few more times, but it's mentioned just very few times in Scripture. So if it says it one time in Scripture or very few times in Scripture, I think we ought to pay attention to the times that it talks about success if we want to have success. And this one time here in the King James is, it is in Joshua 1.8, and it says this, this book of the law... Shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may be able to observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Isn't that incredible? Isn't that just absolutely incredible here? True success is found, the roadmap for it is found in Joshua 1.8, and it talks about three things. The first one is, is that God's law should be in your mouth. God's law should be in your mouth. Now, this is, this is really important to understand. We talk about the things that we are excited about. We talk about the things that we are excited about. It is a universal rule. If you are excited about something, you're probably going to go and to bring it up in conversation. It's going to pop into your mind and it's going to come out your mouth because you're excited about it. And you love it. And so what well, this verse, first of all, it's saying here, and, and, and by the way, the, the whole idea of this is, is that the, the leadership is is transitioning here to Joshua here. And so 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 it's going from Moses to Joshua here. It's right at the beginning. And, and we're finding out here just the, the first leadership principles here, the first things here that Israel is getting in this transition time. Uh how, how are you going to have success in this transition as you're about to go into the promised land? And the first thing they get here is that they are to go and to keep God's law in their mouth. And of course, this means they're going to have to be excited about it. They're going to have to be excited about God's law. They're going to have to be excited about it. And they're going to have to talk about God's law. If you want to be successful, you got to talk about God's law. That's what, what, what the Bible tells us is the first step, is that it has to be in your mouth. You talk about the things, like I said, that you get excited about, and so you got to get excited about God's law, what he has told you, and how he has told you how to live. But the second principle that we see here is that you need to keep it in your mind. You need to meditate on it. You need to think about it. In fact, you're not going to get excited about it if you're not, and you're not going to talk about it even if you're not thinking about it. You got to go into meditate on it. Think about it. The best way that I can tell you how to meditate, because you know, you're, you're probably thinking meditate in our culture. You think of going and crossing your legs and putting your fingers in a weird way and going, um, um, things like that. That, That's not meditation. That's Eastern meditation. And, And their goal in Eastern meditation is to empty out their mind. But in, in the biblical sense of meditation, what it's talking about is not emptying your mind, but actually filling your mind. It's, it's actually not emptying the gas tank. It's actually going in and actually filling up the gas tank. And I know, I know, I know. Right now, that's, that's a bad example because it's, it's really expensive right now to fill your gas tank. But, but it's not expensive to go in to fill your mind with God's Word. What it will cost you is time and discipline. That's what it will cost you, and that's what you need to go and to do. But the best way I can tell you, the best example I can give you of meditating is a cow chewing its cud. What does a cow do? It goes and it eats, and then it goes and it, it it swallows it, and then it brings it back up, and it chews on it some more, and it chews on it some more, and it does that process over and over and over again. And that's what we need to do if we're going to go and to meditate on God's word. We need to go and to put it in our mind and we need to go and to, to, to go and to think on it and to bring it back up to the front of our mind. Go and put it back to the back of our mind, bring it back up to the front of our mind and constantly be bringing that back up in our mind, which means we need to go into constantly be filling our mind with God's word. But there's a third principle here. If you want to have true success in your life, The first principle here is that God's law needs to be in your mouth. The second one is that it needs to be in your mind. But the third one is is that it needs to be in your actions, that you observe to do all that is in it. You see, God's law, and this is why it's so specific, why it's talking about His law here, and not just His word. A lot of times we read this and we go, it's just His word. And it is, in a broad principle, His word that's going to bring success but it is the things that he has said to do and the things that he has said not to do not to do them and to obey the commands that he gives us and this is why this is so important god is the creator of the universe he created all of this this world that we live in that we interact with he created all the people he knit them in their mother's womb And so in order to have success in this world that he made, in order to have success with the people that are in this world, what we have to do is to live in accordance to his rules. If we don't live in accordance to his rules, what's going to happen? We're not going to have success. It's not going to work. It's going to be the same thing that if you're playing a sports game and you don't play within the bounds of the rules, if you're going and you're you're, you're playing football and you're, you're you're running, and instead of running down the sideline, you run outside of the sideline, you cross it and you go out of bounds, and you decide that you're going to keep running and trying to score a touchdown, what's going to happen when you get to the end zone? Everybody's going to look at you like you're a lunatic and you're going to have to come back and run the play from where you stepped out of bounds. You didn't make any success past that point where you crossed that line. And that's how it is really for everybody, but especially Christians, to go and to have true successes that we have to stay within the bounds of God's commands and His word. Well, hang with us because we're going to be right back after a quick break.
1: There is a crisis happening in Nigeria. Christians are being murdered and driven from their homes at the hands of Muslim terrorists. Galatians 6.10 says, Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. Equipping the Persecuted is a mission organization that helps persecuted Christians in Nigeria by sending aid directly to persecuted Christians in need. When a Christian village is attacked, Equipping the Persecuted is there to respond with food, Medical aid, and materials to rebuild their churches and communities. Equipping the Persecuted has boots on the ground, ready to respond to an emergency. Within 48 hours of an attack, our team is there to help those in need. Prayerfully consider a monthly donation to help impact and save the lives of persecuted Christians. Equipping the Persecuted doesn't just raise awareness about persecution or just talk about it, they take action. Visit equippingthepersecuted.org and donate today.
0: God's word tells us that righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. Truly, sin is a mark of America today. Every second, 28,000 people are watching pornography. Since 1973, over 65 million babies have been slaughtered on the altar of convenience through abortion, and 70% of millennials are likely to vote for a socialist. Sin truly abounds and is a reproach to our nation. But how do we get back on track and be exalted by God once again? Hi, I'm Pastor Sam Jones, and I've written a new book that traces the steps of America's fall and gives us a road to redemption. It's called Five Steps to Kill a Nation and How to Stop the Bleeding. You can get a copy of the book at shininglightministries.com. Welcome back to Equipping the Persecuted Radio. I'm your host, Pastor Sam, and today we're talking about true success according to the Bible and the road map that it takes to get on true success. But I want to tell you a little bit about someone who's had some true success, and that is the founder and president of Equipping the Persecuted, Judd Saul. He has had some great success. In fact, he just got back from a missions trip to Nigeria, just got back from Nigeria, and there they had a pastor's conference that had over 200 Pastors there learning biblical worldview. There were several salvations, not at the pastors' conference, but but at uh, other places where they were going and preaching at different churches and and doing other uh, missions work and stuff like that, where they were going out speaking. There were se- there were several salvations. I believe there are at least eighteen that I've heard of so far. Next week we're going to get a report. From Judd. So we'll get all the details there. But but he's been telling me about what he's been doing, about what, what they've been doing, the team that they took on this trip. And he came back and he told me, he said, Look, we got to ramp up this ministry because there is just so much of a need. No one is out here helping these persecuted Christians. And, and there is a huge mission field of people who need to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ over in Nigeria. And so he's telling me about all this success and all these great things that are happening over in Nigeria, and we want you to be a part of this ministry. So first of all, please pray for the ministry, but also go over to equippingthepersecuted.org. Once again, it's equippingthepersecuted.org, and you can find out more about the ministry, and if God so lays it on your heart, You can also join with us financially, and you can donate, and you can help lead souls to Jesus Christ over in Nigeria, and you can also go and help the aid of those who have lost everything for Jesus Christ. What an incredible testimony they have, and what an incredible opportunity you have. Go to equippingthepersecuted.org. But as we're talking about true success today— we talked about Joshua 1.8 and the roadmap for success is is, is really three-part. It's one, keep the Word of God in your mouth. Two, keep the Word of God in your mind. And three, keep the Word of God in your actions, in what you're doing. In, in, in that passage of Scripture, Joshua 1.8, it has been so impactful to me. But there's another passage of Scripture that's really impacted me from a young age. In fact, I I, I vividly remember when the missionary came when I was 13 years old to our church, and he spoke to the youth group on Wednesday night. His missionary was uh, Henry John, and he's a missionary to, to India. And, and he started his lesson off this way. He said, how many of you want to know more than your teachers? Now, there I was, a 13-year-old boy who was sitting here going and saying, wow, I would love to know more than my teachers. I mean, I I was probably a a young guy who who struggled a little bit with pride, maybe more than a little bit at times, and I wanted to know more than my teachers. I wanted to know more than them. I I wanted to be the one who knew it all and and be the smartest guy. And he goes and he says, all right, we're going to talk today about how you can know more than your teachers. So I was intrigued right when he started off that lesson, but then he moved to Psalm 119, 97 through 100. And what he taught on here, it wasn't what I was expecting to know more than my teachers. But let me read it for you. It says this Bless, or excuse me, here it says this, Oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day. You, through your commandments, make me wiser than my enemies, for they are ever with me. I have more understanding than all my teachers, for your testimonies are my meditation. I understand more than the ancients, because I keep your precepts. Now, this missionary, when he went and he told me about this, it wasn't just me, of course, he was addressing the entire youth group, but as he was going and and, and talking about this, he went and he said something very interesting, because it wasn't just that he said, oh, here are some abstract principles. He actually goes and he, he says, look, I hold uh, records for GPA at the college that I attended in, uh, in India, and, and, and he's a very brilliant man, and he's going and he's talking about this, and he says, this is how you do it. And he pointed us to that passage of Scripture. And he said, first of all, here, you have to meditate on God's Word, which means you have to read God's Word, you have to know God's Word. And he goes and he tells the story about how his, his roommate came in uh, one time, uh, as he was studying, and it was about uh, midnight, and he was just still reading, and, and his and his uh, roommate made this this joke. You know, he said, "Oh, now I see why you get such good grades. You just you just read all night." And he said, "Little did my roommate know that that I had been you know just reading my Bible. I had not yet even begun to study. I was just going and reading my Bible, and then I was going to study." See, if we're going to have true success as a Christian, there needs to be priority on God's word in our life. We need to meditate on God's word, which means we need to be in God's word. You can't meditate on something you don't know. Like I said, biblical meditation is putting God's word into your mind. That's what it is. And so you need to be studying God's word, you need to be reading God's word, but also. Here, you need to keep God's word with you. This is one of the passages. It, it, it says this here. Uh, oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day. You, through your commandments, make me wiser than my enemies. You see, there's, there's three people here, three groups of people that it says that, that, that we're going to know more than here. Our enemies, our teachers in the ancients, those who have come before us is what that means. But then it says this after it talks about the enemies, for they are ever with me. And it's not talking about the enemies, it's talking about God's word that's ever with me. You need to keep God's word close with you. This is one of the, the greatest advice that, that I can give to any Christian. Keep God's word next to you. I have since I was 13 years old, since I heard this message, actually, I had just bought in a pocket Bible that day at the Bible bookstore. God worked this out providentially. I just bought in that that, that Bible. It was a small pocket Bible, uh, the full Bible, Old Testament, New Testament. I just got it, and I heard this message, and I made a commitment that I was going to carry the word of God with me everywhere I go. And I know a, a lot of people go and they say, well, I, I, I have a cell phone. Well, cell phones also have angry birds on them and it has uh, Facebook and all kinds of other things. They can be great distractions of God on your phone. I I do that too. but But I do want you to realize here, it'd be better even if you're going and meditating on a verse to take a note card and to write it down and to carry that in your pocket. Something like that, something that can be non-distracting in order for you to really go and to memorize it, but try to keep God's Word with you wherever you go as a Christian. I also remember growing up in youth group, and one of my youth leaders, uh, who his dad was a uh, actually was drafted in the NFL. He was a college um, quarterback, and then he ended up getting drafted into the, the NFL. And, and he was actually a pretty good quarterback himself uh, and ended up actually getting into a car accident, I believe, just before his senior year a football and lost half of his lung and stuff like that. And so he, he it ended his football career much shorter than it probably uh, would have been otherwise. But but he told me, he said, you know, one of the things I, I did, and he was giving me advice actually for basketball, but he said, you know, I carried a football around with me everywhere I went. That was one of the things as to why I became such a good football player was it just became second nature to throw that football because it was always with me. Well, Christian, if the word of God is always with you. Now, of course, it means you got to take it out of your pocket and you got to read it, whatever it is, whether it's that note card or whether it's a a Bible that you're carrying with you, whatever it is, you got to actually get into it and you got to read it and you got to use it. But, But I just want to encourage you there, keep it with you if you want to have true success. Keep God's word with you. The other thing is, is that you got to keep it in your actions, apply God's word. But Stick with us here because we got to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about those actions and why it's so important to have God's word in our actions. Stay with us.
1: There is a crisis happening in Nigeria. Christians are being murdered and driven from their homes at the hands of Muslim terrorists. Galatians 6.10 says, Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. Equipping the Persecuted is a mission organization that helps persecuted Christians in Nigeria by sending aid directly to persecuted Christians in need. When a Christian village is attacked, Equipping the Persecuted is there to respond with food, medical aid, and materials to rebuild their churches and communities. Equipping the Persecuted has boots on the ground, ready to respond to an emergency. Within 48 hours of an attack, our team is there to help those in need. Prayerfully consider a monthly donation to help impact and save the lives of persecuted Christians. Equipping the Persecuted doesn't just raise awareness about persecution or just talk about it. They take action. Visit equippingthepersecuted.org and donate today. God's
0: word tells us that righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. Truly, sin is a mark of America today. Every second, 28,000 people are watching pornography. Since 1973, over 65 million babies have been slaughtered on the altar of convenience through abortion, and 70% of millennials are likely to vote for a socialist. Sin truly abounds and is a reproach to our nation. But how do we get back on track and be exalted by God once again? Hi, I'm Pastor Sam Jones, and I've written a new book that traces the steps of America's fall and gives us a road to redemption. It's called Five Steps to Kill a Nation and How to Stop the Bleeding. You can get a copy of the book at the Shininglightministries.com. Welcome back to Equipping the Persecuted. I'm your host, Pastor Sam, and today we're talking about true success. And in this idea of true success, what we've really gone and and, and looked at today is Joshua 1.8, which lays forth the roadmap for true success. Keep God's law in your mouth, in your mind, and in your actions. Keep those things right there, but also keep God's word with you as a Christian. But today... I want to end by really talking about how we need to fulfill the work that God has for you, and that is the ultimate means, that is the ultimate definition of success. And I want to read to you Ephesians 2, 8 through 10. Now, we know 8 and 9, they're very familiar. It says this, "For For by the grace of God you have been saved, and that not of yourselves, it's the gift of God, not of works lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that you should walk in them. See, true success, it starts with knowing Jesus Christ as your Savior. Doing is what it says here, not resting in your own merit or your own work so that you can boast, but going and resting in the finished work of Jesus Christ upon the cross when he died on the cross for your sins and my sins. And he was buried, proving he was dead, and he rose again on the third day. And it says in Romans 10, 9, If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, then thou shalt be saved. If you do that, that is the first thing to true success. You're not going to have success in this life truly, or at least in the totality of it, true success. As God defines it, without knowing Him as your Savior. But then it goes and it says here, for we are His workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. God has something for you to do if you're a Christian. If you're a Christian and you woke up today, God has something for you to do. I, I don't know what it is for you, I don't know what He's gifted you with, I don't know what His purpose and plan is for your life but he has something for you to do today. And that is why it is so important to be in God's word so that you can know the bounds of what he has set and so that you can labor within those bounds and so that you can apply them to your life, not be just a hearer of the word, but a doer also. In fact, let me read 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17 because it really gives clarity to this. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for a proof for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Now, first of all, I'm, I'm a little bit of a, a nerd, so I want to point out the preposition for there. You know, it's it says that the word of God, it's it's inspired by God, and, and it's it's profitable, and it says for, and then it says for. For what? For doctrine, reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, for all these things. But that word for, it's a preposition, and it means moving towards. Literally, if we're staying within God's Word, it's going to move us towards doctrine. It's going to reprove us. It's going to correct us. It's a promise here that's in this verse. These things will happen in your life if you're in God's Word. It will do these things for you. But then it goes and it tells us that, that once those things start happening, then you're going to be equipped for every good work. You're going to be equipped for what God has prepared you to do. But you have a part. You have to walk in these good works. You have to walk in them. You actually have to do the actions. So when God tells you to do something, you have to do it. But you're not going to know what God tells you to do if you're not in His Word. And this is where true success comes is really found. It's found by living your life according to God's Word, within God's Word, thinking on God's Word, speaking God's Word, keeping it near you and applying it to your actions. These are the only means of true success. Thank you for listening to Equipping the Persecuted Radio today. Equipping the Persecuted Radio is sponsored by Equipping the Persecuted. We want to hear from you. Email us at equippingthepersecuted at gmail.com. I'm your host, Pastor Sam. And remember, keep standing for the truth.